back. I still have a bit of a scratchy voice, so sorry about it, but uh, you know, it's fine. We're gonna keep moving forward. I kind of like it, you know, just give some texture to the voice. Um, anyway, I have a very exciting show today. <laughs> I wanted to answer some questions I got about mold illness. So I had posted something, I actually don't really even remember what I posted uh, about relating to overcoming Lyme and molds. And I got a bunch of people asking me if I have a podcast specifically about this. I am sure I've mentioned it in a lot of different shows and I actually might, I might, I don't know, but Anyway, I just opened up a question box on Instagram and said, if you have any questions you want me to answer on a podcast, let me know. And you guys sent in a bunch of questions. So I have those up right next to me here to refer back to. And I thought I would just share my experience with mold illness and overcoming that. Um, This is just my personal experience. Like all health issues, it's such a personal, individualized experience. So, you know, I'll share kind of what I went through and then also things that I I have seen both as a holistic nutritionist because I did used to work as a holistic nutritionist. I worked with people who had chronic illness. So things like mold and Lyme did come up. Um, so I do have that personal, like that experience in terms of, or professional experience rather. I have personal experience, professional experience in that capacity, and then also professional experience in terms of working as an energy healer and a channel and an intuitive. So I see it from different angles now and, and you know, all health issues are very individualized but there are many different ways to look at it. So hopefully I can I can bring all those different perspectives, which again are all just personal perspectives. So, you know, it's okay if things don't resonate for you. I think especially with, look, I mean, I get it. Things like, like health issues. It was really frustrating for me being on my own journey and having people like try and tell me what I should do because it worked for them. Uh, because, you know, I personally feel like when you're on your health journey, you got you got to tune into what resonates for you. And there are many different paths to healing. But what's important is that you like commit to the path you're taking, if that makes sense. So what happens is people might start working with somebody and then they start he- hearing things on social media or podcasts and they start adding in these other things that are not in the protocol that their practitioner kind of set up for them. Uh, and then it kind of messes up the protocol, you know, so it's really helpful to stick to whatever your personalized healing protocol is. Different things can work for different people. Um, I know the better than anyone. I'm not sharing this telling you, you need to do this. If you have mold illness at all, I'm just sharing this from the perspective of, Hey, like this is my journey in case you pick up any little nuggets for yourself or for other people. And I do feel like, you know, even if you don't struggle with mold illness, this could be, this could be interesting. If you are really interested in expanding time, one of the things you need to look at is productivity, focus, concentration, brain health, and that is why I love Organifi Pure. I definitely drink a lot more pure in the summer months because it tastes like lemonade, but it's healthy. It doesn't have all of that extra sugar, but this is amazing for supporting learning, memory, focus, and clarity. It gives my brain that extra boost without extra caffeine from another cup of coffee. I am obsessed with all things natural brain boosting, plus pure tastes amazing. So it is a go-to for me. I like to have this 
usually like late morning or early afternoon when I need just a little mental boost, you know, especially with looking at screens all day on days when I have a lot of computer work, I, I feel that getting to me. So I'll just put a scoop of pure into water. I like to add some ice because it literally tastes like a healthy lemonade and it just helps me zero in focus. This is great whenever I have a big project, like if I have to sit down and edit a book, for example, this is what I'm going to. It's caffeine free and contains this perfect concoction of ingredients like coffee berry, ACV, lion's mane to all help with digestion, BDNF levels, and productivity. BDNF is a key neuroprotein associated with learning and memory. Scientists have seen that BDNF and the brain's ability to wire new connections decreases over time. I know a lot of you are into neural reprogramming like me, so pay attention. Neurofactor, the extract of the coffee fruit, has been shown to support healthy BDNF levels and support mental clarity. That is the real superstar of Organifi Pure, plus Lion's Mane, which I'm sure you know is incredible for supporting memory and cognition, in addition to giving you a nice mood boost and it's anti-inflammatory and antioxidant rich. Plus it just tastes amazing. I love anything lemony, anything that tastes like lemonade. And pro tip, this is also great hot. So if you want like a lemony beverage, for example, if I'm traveling and I don't have any straight lemon juice or lemons, I will just have pure with hot water and it just tastes like warm lemony goodness. So if you want to get your hands on Organifi Pure to support your mental clarity, focus, productivity, and get shit done. Or if you want to check out any of Organifi's other products, because we know I live, breathe, bleed Organifi, <laughs> you can just go to Organifi.com slash CTC. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash CTC, and that will get you 20% off. Plus, you can see all of my fave products listed out right there. Again, Organifi.com slash CTC, that will get you 20% off. So um, I got diagnosed with, with mold illness. We've actually finally like figured that piece out. Um, how old am I? I would say it was about five years ago we finally figured that out. And that wasn't like a new thing that had been happening uh, it, it was at the root of a lot of my symptoms. So if you're new here, I, I struggled with chronic illness for a really long time. I had all different types of health issues, how that originally manifested. Well, there was mental health issues for sure. For a while I struggled with depression and anxiety. You know, I was clinically diagnosed. I had gone through that route. Um, I had all types of hormonal imbalances that were leading to things like skin issues is a big one, but really the big, big, big one was gut issues. A lot of you who are OG who have been here for a long time uh, probably found me when I was talking a lot about gut. You know, that was that was a big thing. And so I had SIBO again and again. I had candida again and again. I had parasites. Um, I had hypothyroidism as well. I had all different kinds of things going on. Um, gut, you know, and we went deeper and there was heavy metals toxicity and deeper. Eventually, long story short, got to, finally got to the mold and Lyme and, and those came together. Um, like the when, when I figured I got that those diagnoses together when they finally like tested properly and that turned up so I know not everybody might you don't always have Lyme with mold but they are common co-infections so 
when I talk about my healing process, um, you know, there are a lot of things I just did. I did for both. And so in my head, when I think about all the things I did, like, I think if I just had mold, maybe I would have gone a different route. I don't know, but probably would have done it the same way. Anyway, um, I, I healed from these, I mean, pretty quickly. Well, I would say Lyme really, I feel like I turned around really, really quickly, which I'm so grateful for. And we'll talk about that mold illness, you know, that in the scheme of things, I feel like I handled it as quickly as I could, um, with what it is, but there is more of a process to that of really detoxifying that out of the body. Um, I do feel like thankfully with all my tools, I got that out more quickly than, than some people do, unfortunately, you know, so, uh, I'll share what, what worked for me, but uh, let me just look at, is there anything else I want to say? Um, someone said, how did you know you had it and what testing did you have done? So, um, I, first of all, knew I had it. Um, for, first it came up on different labs I was running and it came up on a bunch of different labs. Uh, and I don't, it was like, I was running full panels for functional medicine, for regular Western medicine. Um, I did do frequency testing. It showed up on that. And I took the ELISA test that it's E L I S A, um, that tested for mycotoxin. So and I was also testing for mold, you know, so I was doing a lot of different tests. Um, I, it was, it was the Elisa one. I think that was kind of the, Hey, we got it here too. And it was on the frequency test. It was showing up a lot in a lot of different places. Uh, but I also, also found it in the environment. So I also did do, um, testing in, in the environment. Um, and it's an ERMI test. Um, that I, I've used many times uh, in in homes, and there's you know there's different ways to test in in homes, and there are more comprehensive ways. But if the army picks it up, you know, and, and you can feel it. So it's a combination of like, you know, it's coming up on all the labs. It's also coming up on the you know when I'm testing the home. It's also making sense with all my symptoms and the scheme of my life, and then also. Um, the more I learned about it, it was like, I was finally seeing it, you know? So a lot of times, and this isn't just with mold, but many things in life, like once you learn about something, you start to see it <laughs> all over the place. You know, it's like this with limiting beliefs. You start to learn about scarcity mindset, for example, and you learn very tangible examples of how that sounds, how that shows up, what that looks like. And then suddenly you're seeing it all around you. You're like, oh my God, everybody is so deep in scarcity mindset. And it was kind of like that with with mold in the sense of once I learned about it, because it just what hadn't been on my radar before all this. I didn't know that much about it until I really went through it personally. Um, I, I was suddenly able to like really notice it. And I was able to really notice when, when I walked into certain buildings, how differently I felt. And before I was not as connected to that, or I would attribute it to different things. And sometimes that is different. That is different things. Just because you feel shitty in a building doesn't mean it has to be mold. You know, there's lot, lots of reasons why you can, but I started to be able to connect my symptoms and how I was feeling and also different areas I was in. And I also just started seeing it like physically seeing the mold where before I never looked at that. I never noticed that. I wasn't aware of that in buildings. Like it was all around me, but I probably saw mold and I just didn't even really see it. You know, I just glazed right past it or I didn't think it was a big deal. Um, 
And I don't know, like, I don't know, you know, people are brought up different ways. Like I was brought up in a home where like, where there was mold, it was like, yeah, just scrub it off, you know? And I think, I think there's something to just like how you're raised and also just the education um, around mold and, and really the negative health effects that we just maybe didn't even, our parents' generation didn't have, like, like new stuff comes out. And so I think a lot of people don't realize how, how bad it is. And then you start to realize, okay, the majority of homes in America at least have it and, uh, realizing different areas that you live in, you know, I've always lived coastal. Um, and so I've lived in a lot of places where, molds can grow easily. Uh, that's part of what's really nice about being out here in Arizona. Like I, I can really just relax. Uh, and I've also noticed that even when I do see molds, like if I'm, you know, I notice it more now, like when I'm out, like I might go to a restaurant or a coffee shop or I'm just like out and you're in random buildings and I might see it. And I, and I feel like when I'm in a drier climate, the mold doesn't really affect me as much where, whereas, I mean, like last time I went to Hawaii, I just swelled up like a balloon. You know, I was just so, so swollen. I was having such bad symptoms and I could not escape it because it's just so humid and like so many buildings are moldy. I just couldn't take it. Um, so, but, but if I am in a moldy building, like out here in Arizona, I, it doesn't affect me as much. It doesn't mean I'm going to go choose to live in a moldy building, right? But anyway, I started to notice it and I, and I, I realized that my childhood at home growing up, growing up was very moldy. Um, I didn't know that while I was growing up, but I had figured this all out and then went back to visit my parents and my symptoms just kind of turned on. And then I started to like look at the house and I saw it in the house and I was like, wow, how long was I living with that? Um, I'm pretty sure it was in my college apartments, college dorms. I'm not positive, but looking back and piecing things together. Uh, and I knew it was in, like when I caught it, it was in one of the apartments I had moved into after I graduated in LA. Um, and I tested it and I found it and I saw it. And then I moved to San Diego to get out of it. And I didn't really have like proper guidance at the time, you know? So that was, I mean, I guess that was when I was like 22. Um, and mold, I feel like mold and Lyme are talked about a lot more now than, than they used to be. There's a lot more awareness about it. A lot, a lot more functional medicine doctors are aware of it. When, when this was like coming up for me, I just feel like a lot of practitioners didn't even know that much about it or what to do with it. And at the time I had already been working with people who really specialized in gut and I think that those people didn't also have the specialty like in the mycotoxins. And so the guidance I got was sort of in incomplete at the time. And it wasn't until I like moved and learned more and then started working with other functional medicine doctors um, that who did specialize in, in mold illness and Lyme and uh, different, you know, mycotoxin related illnesses that I realized that my kind of what I was doing was incomplete and then that apartment I moved into I basically brought the mold with me and so I had to move out again and that time I really learned my lesson um and that's when I got rid of everything so answer that um let me so how did you find I had mold illness how did you know you had it um all of that 
I, you, know, you definitely want to work with somebody who, who specializes in this so that they, they understand, you know, um, and, and there's a really good website. I guess I should have looked at this before. Let me see if I can, um, find it on the internet in, in two seconds while I'm, while I'm live. There's a website that's, oh, survivingmolds.com. Um, yeah, I think it's just this one survivingmold.com that has a ton of resources, uh, a ton of thing areas to learn. Um, that was a really good website. I'm trying to think if there's another one. Um, yeah, I think that was, that was the main one where they even map out, um, what to do with your house. I should have looked at this before. I didn't really think about it. Um, yeah, what to do with your house when, when you move out and like getting rid of all your things and all that. So yeah, I think that's it. Anyway, survivingmold.com. Uh, oh, and is this the other one? Molds, molds-answers.com. There's lots of mold websites. Anyway, um, okay. Signs and symptoms. I'll get into what I did. Um, but signs and symptoms. So for me personally, and this is the thing, mold illness is, is difficult to diagnose because you know, I don't, well, I don't actually know. Maybe things are updated now. I'm not like in the lab testing world really anymore. So I'm not really up to date on the, on the latest with the labs, but at least when I was going through this and my general sense of it is still like lab testing isn't, and I do know this about home mold testing it's not perfect you know and me testing for a lot of things are not perfect um that's why I think frequency testing is amazing because it picks up on all the stuff that like other tests do not pick up but it's not perfect and it gets missed a lot and I think a lot of and a lot of labs aren't looking for it you know I think a lot of traditional labs people are running even when they're doing a quote full panel um even within functional medicine it's, it's not always including that and I think a lot of people don't know how to interpret it Um, the other thing is that the symptoms are, it's like the symptoms that it could be anything, you know, it could be all kinds of things. And so it overlaps with a lot of things, which is why it took me a long time to get to the bottom of it and like figure out what what was causing this. So for me, my symptoms, first and foremost, were our mental health. Um, so it literally triggers insane depression. Like, and that's the one that I noticed when I went back to my parents' house after I'd done a lot of healing work and just gotten clarity and learned about molds and blah, blah, blah. And I had gone back to visit my parents' house, which I had done a million times before. And the second I walked into that house, I started to have really, really, really dark thoughts and they were not going away. And I did not feel like me. And, um, I, you know, at this time I'm also an energy healer, right? So I also checked all that and I was like, this is literally the mold. And I would just walk right outside and I would feel better. Um, and I started to notice that with other buildings I was in when they were moldy, I would start to have really dark, like depressing thoughts, which suddenly, you know, my, my childhood teenage years suddenly made a lot sense, a lot more sense of why I felt the way I felt. And it was kind of a bizarre moment of like, holy shit, like that, just that mold was making like, 
feeling so dark and and I just felt depressed. That's the best way I, I can I just was completely depressed and um I started to have really, really, really dark thoughts. Um I'll leave it at that. It's not good. So I I really a lot of my and, and anxiety. So it was like it kicks out my my anxiety um and my, my like the depression feelings. And then when I like leave I feel to, I felt totally fine. So for me mental health is a big one and if I'm in a building where it has a lot of mold, I'll start to feel really low, really sad, dark, negative thoughts. My anxiety will go up. Um, th- that's the big one. The second big one for me is brain fog, which is a really common one for people. So I will just feel really fuzzy. I'll feel really exhausted. I'll feel a lot of fatigue. I will feel like my brain just literally isn't working. And if you've ever experienced like legit, legit brain fog, you know it, it's so disorienting. It's actually very scary. And it, you can't, it affects your whole life, right? You like can't do anything. You realize how important your brain is, you know, and I'm really grateful for my, my health journey because it at a relatively young age just really made me realize how important my health is and how important my body is, my brain is, and helped me get my priorities straight where before when I was younger, I feel like I was just, it was very vain. I was, (laughs) it was all like vanity. Um, and when you lose function of your body, your physical body and your brain, you realize like, I need to prioritize my health and my ability to like, just exist and be well. And so, uh, my brain is like, you know, for me, one of the most important things to pay attention to. Um, it's, it's literally everything I cannot. Yeah. So the brain fog was, was really bad for me, just inflammation, chronic inflammation. Um, I will get, and, and, you know, like, like I would get swollen fingers. Um, my rings wouldn't fit. My ankles would swell up. My whole body would just swell up. I'd also get a lot of joint pain personally. Um, a lot of joint pain, aches, pains. And yeah, once again, that put a lot of my childhood into, into context definitely affects my gut uh definitely bloating um digestive issues like it was definitely affecting that as well um trying to think any other big ones big ones for me um I mean mood mental health digestive issues fatigue um yeah feeling like feeling constantly dehydrated can be another one uh and just weird like appetite signaling I will say is is another one um and and weight gain for sure I put on a lot of weight like by the time I was diagnosed with with mold illness I was just like what is going on with my body I was holding on to so much extra weight um and that was just all the toxicity you know so that's been like a process to like clear from my body um and, you know, we look at like, there's so, so many things going on, you know, and it's like also triggering autoimmune. It's like a very autoimmune kind of feeling. So those are my main symptoms. Um, other people might, might, might have others, but as I'm sure you can tell from what I just described, that could be like a lot of things, you know, and, and for a, a lot of times it sounds like, oh, maybe there's a gut infection or maybe there's a hormonal imbalance. And for me, I found that like mold kind of set the stage for a lot of that. Um, your body's trying to fight out, fight a lot of things, you know, so there's just a lot of crossover with, with autoimmunity and, and other issues with, with the mold illness. Um, so those are my main symptoms answering that question. Uh, let's see how to differentiate between other common health issues. I mean, testing, obviously 
I would recommend frequency testing. I I really love Root Cause Clinic. You know, I have a code, Christina. Um, I think they're great. I've been using them ever since I found them nonstop. But, you know, testing or whatever testing works well for you. Uh, but I also think, you know, in addition to that, like, paying attention to how you feel in different buildings and, and how you feel in different climates. You know, if you travel places like this just came up when we were in Florida and I was just like kind of a mess. I mean, my skin was a mess. My skin was like peeling off like a snake. It was so bad. I was chronically dehydrated and I had like just really bad, like, I don't know, cold, like cold symptoms. Um, and a few of the ladies were like, this house is super moldy. I'm like, oh, I know. Uh, but I feel like everyone in Florida is moldy, you know? So it's just like, it can give you that too, like congestion and sinus things for sure with molds. Um, and some people get like rashes and, and skin things for me. Uh, it, it triggers skin, but I don't get ra- Sometimes I get rashes, but sometimes it'll be like just super dry skin and flaky or I will break out. Um, so it can kind of be all over the place. I don't always have the same symptoms, but I would notice like, differentiating between other common health issues it doesn't go away when your environment changes you know if you stay somewhere else I started to notice that every every time I traveled and and went somewhere else I felt better and at first I was just like oh traveling makes me feel better and in some ways it does like traveling does shift the energy but it was bigger than that I was like how come every time I'm home my brain works and every time I am or sorry, my brain doesn't work. It doesn't work when I'm home. And when I'm traveling, it feels like my brain is turned on and I feel so inspired and motivated and I have energy. Like I just felt like all my symptoms went away when I was not home. And that can be the the place you're living. That can also be like the city you're in, you know, noticing when you travel to different climates, if you're like coastal, if you're by the water, if it's humid, wherever you're at versus in, in a drier place, you know, I tend to do better like in deserts in mountain areas my body just likes it better so um that's something else to pay attention to as as well but I mean testing of course did I ever get to the point well let let me let me talk about like big things that helped me um First of all, like what, what do you do? Someone's like, I just got diagnosed this two weeks ago. Definitely like it is a very overwhelming thing and being supported, I think is just so important. So working with a practitioner, uh, or at least like really getting educational resources that map it out for you, because it can be very overwhelming. Like it is a lot to deal with, especially like when you are having mold symptoms, dealing with mold illness and all the things you need to do to take care of yourself and like change the situation is very overwhelming and can feel really impossible. And so it's a time when you really need to be supported. And it's it's been like, you know, the time in my life where I I had to just like hands in the air, surrender, like hey, everyone, I need all hands on deck. I like cannot do this for myself. I need help. My brain is not working. I can't map this out for myself. I'm really confused and overwhelmed. I'm so exhausted. And that's what's hard is you're, I mean, I was so exhausted. I needed to like get rid of all my things and move. And like, it was just, it's like a lot, you know, and combined with treatments and anyway, it's a lot. And so really having, make sure, making sure you have a strong support system and someone to help map it out for you is going to be so, so crucial. I can't emphasize that enough. I really could not do it by myself. Um, I just couldn't. And I think 
giving yourself some grace. And like for me, it was just very humbling moment of like, Christina, it's okay. Releasing judgment about myself that I can't handle it myself and just leaning on people who are there to support me and like, Hey, I need some help here. And I, and I, and I just literally, I can't think straight, you know? And for me, at least trying to make decisions when I was in that state was just really, really hard. And so I had to have that support system for sure. Um, first of all, getting out of the environment, you know, like at the end of the day, you got to get out of the environment. Um, so I moved as soon as I could and I, you know, what I had done wrong the time before I had found out about it. And I, I, no one had talked to me about like the lifestyle things I needed to change or that mold was in all the stuff around me, you know? So I brought all my furniture with me into my new apartment. Uh, and then it was when I was working with my next FMD and she's like, well, you know, you know, mold is, is in all those things. So essentially, um, it can travel into like anything wood and, and cloth and paper. So when I was moving into my new apartment, first of all, I found somewhere at the time, thankfully I found somewhere like literally I moved like down the street, I moved down the street and I found this apartment that was just a four month lease. And I was looking for a place that, uh, didn't have much carpet. Uh, I look for like, you know, not even hardwood, like the plastic, what are they called? Like whatever the plastic flooring, the things that look like hardwood, but it's fake <laughs> that, uh, something that doesn't have a lot of carpet basically is what I look for and feels more open, drier area. Anyway, I found a great apartment and thankfully it was just, I was taking over somebody's lease. So it was just like four months and I figured, okay, I can just regroup here and try and heal because like you can't heal in that environment. So I did that. Um, I, leaned into my friends who had also overcome molds and I reached out to people for, for referrals and things that helped them. Um, and I got rid of almost everything I own. So I got rid of pretty much all my furniture. I got rid of any, everything unless it was plastic. Um, and I didn't have that much that was plastic, but I pretty much got rid of everything. I got rid of almost all of my clothes except for, I kept like a small, if I went through it, I kept a small amount, uh, just to kind of get me through the next, couple of weeks and I did this whole there's like a whole process you can use to you know really get rid of as much mold as possible and it, it was like borax was involved and all these other products were involved and I had to it was like a three to five step wash process and afterwards my clothes came out and they were like hard as a rock it was like whatever so I did that whole process to try and salvage some things but I ended up just getting rid of most things. Um, I got rid of like all my papers. I got rid of all of my books, which, yeah, I mean, I really just got rid of pretty much everything. Um, and you know, also mold can, can be in, in computer vents, like the vents in, in the TV, in TVs and computers. So electronics is another thing to look at. There's lots of websites online that map out like everything, uh, to look at and be cautious of. And I was just at the place where I did not want to risk it. I was so sick and I needed to release it, you know? So I got rid of pretty much everything. And at that point, since I was getting rid of everything anyway, I was really, I was a lot more intentional with the things I was buying in my new, my new apartment, you know? So actually, you know, getting a non-toxic mattress, getting, um, organic non-toxic sheets and comforter. Like I started to pay a lot more attention to that pillows, like just what was in everything. Um, trying to get things where like 
mold wouldn't build up. And, you know, to this day, I'm definitely more cautious with things I hold on to. I like to get things where if anything happened, you know, I wouldn't have to get rid of everything. Um, or even honestly with furniture, like I don't like to spend a lot of money on furniture unless it's something that is like we have like a granite table downstairs, you know, that would be fine. Um, but things like wood, like a wooden desk, I don't like to spend too much money on cause it's like, might as well just leave it, you know? And same with my, my last, like, like plastic glass, um, metal granite, you know, (laughs) things like that are, are, you can clean. Uh, but anything carpet wood and just papers, you know, I, I used to keep a lot more papers and photos and I keep things a lot more digital now. Um, my book collection has grown a little bit, but I'm also very aware that, you know, I'm not as attached to it and I do a lot more like on Kindle instead. So I just, I just have a lot less like paper things, uh, and and just things. I mean, I do have a lot of things, but a lot of what I have are like products and they're like plastic anyway, like food products. But yeah, I'm definitely more cautious with what I use with what I, what I buy, just aware of that moving forward on what can travel. Um, and that was a really, a really intense process for me. Releasing everything was, it was so hard. It was so hard mentally, emotionally, physically to, to really get rid of everything and going through everything and just feeling like I was, I mean, I felt like I was throwing money down the drain. That wasn't easy. I felt like I was throwing away so many memories. I felt like I was just I was just being stripped of everything I knew. Um, and in many ways that was kind of, that was freeing, you know, and I was, I was feeling these different emotions all at the same time. Like one being, I feel very free, uh, and I feel like I can really start fresh and recreate myself and be really intentional moving forward. And in some ways that blank space is a little overwhelming at that time. Like now I'm much more excited about that kind of blank space, but at the time it was very overwhelming because I just realized like, I was like, I don't even know who I am. You know, and at the time I was going through such a big personal transition, which is totally connected to the illness itself, but I was like in the health and wellness space and secretly doing all this energy healing work and, and psychic development with different mentors. And I felt like I was living a double, double life. And I just felt like I didn't know who I wanted to be anymore. And there was a lot happening, uh, with, with my platform, I guess I just wasn't happy with, you know, it got really intense. Um, I didn't love being like publicly accessed. I wanted just to have my own private life. I wanted to get off the internet. Um, I was going through a lot in many different directions. I was feeling really overwhelmed with my health issues and I was just going through a a space of, I don't even know who I am or what I'm doing or what I want anymore, you know? And so really releasing everything that I, knew as my identity was really scary because it was like this is all I know and I'm getting rid of it and like I'm just completely like who am I like there's nothing for me to cling on to anymore and that was a really powerful process at the time um it yeah it was really scary it it was really intense and and it did free me in a lot of ways it liberated me in a lot of ways and it and it allowed me it forced me to actually get rid of a lot of things that I that I did associate with the old version of myself that I associated with the sick version of myself. I mean, one of the things that I've talked about before, but like, you know, I had just 
boxes of papers and lab results and just so many things from my health journey that I used to bring to doctor's appointments and I just had like so many of these papers and for me like getting rid of all of those was so intense of like I'm literally getting rid of the entire history of me being sick and that was a very powerful thing and a very intense thing it was also very hard for me to get rid of all my photos you know photos of friends and memories I had and things I would just I just took pictures of things you know I just snapped photos um but that there was just an energetic to that that was intense and Getting rid of my book collection, honestly, was one of the hardest things. Uh, It was one of the hardest things for me. I had so many books that, like, I've had since childhood, like, all my Harry Potter books. And I had this huge collection of books, um, and many of which have been gifted to me from the authors themselves, people I had interviewed on my podcast. And I had just, it was all, it was very sentimental to me. And I had just, like, this epic book collection. It was huge. Um, And also my tea collection, because I'm just a tea, a tea hoe. Uh, and yeah, they were just really things that I was, it was hard for me to get rid of. And I realized how many attachments I had, you know, I realized how many attachments I had to material objects and certain things and things that I thought made me, me and just noticing what emotions came up for me of like, why is it triggering me so much to get rid of this, you know, and noticing also where the scarcity came up, where I was feeling really guilty and low about quote unquote throwing money down the drain and feeling like 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 how many things I held on to because I was scared of what if I need this in the future or how many things I held on to unnecessarily and how many things I held on to that were keeping me in the past you know so it was a very very intense experience for me emotionally so if you are on the ascension path and you're on the mermaid diet like me you know you need your electrolytes because we love salt and that is why Element electrolytes are my daily go-to. Seriously though, most people have electrolyte imbalances and they think that their fatigue, their cravings, their poor memory, even their bloating could be like a number of other more serious issues. And I feel like a lot of people would actually be surprised to see what happened if they just took some high quality electrolytes because a lot of that will even itself out especially if you're on a whole foods based diet, especially, especially if it's low carb, if you do any type of intermittent fasting or if you're physically active, I would look into this. And I'll also say just from my training as a nutritional therapy practitioner and working with clients in that capacity back in the day, I think a lot of people don't realize that electrolytes play a critical role in a lot of conditions, mental health issues, brain issues, things like POTS, hormone dysregulation, gut issues, balancing your blood sugar. Electrolytes are a key piece of this. I like to take electrolytes first thing in the morning. We're really dehydrated when we wake up. And I mean, I honestly take more throughout the day and I like to take them, I'm going to say in two different ways. So first, always element. Most electrolyte powders out there are filled with sugar, coloring, artificial ingredients, fillers, all that crap. Element has a science-backed electrolyte ratio, super clean, the cleanest electrolytes out there on the market and tastes amazing. So one, I like to take them cold. It could be ice water, it could be regular water. Super hydrating, especially it's summer. Most of us really need to be on top of this. My favorite flavors are citrus salt, watermelon salt, and grapefruit salt. They are delicious, they're a must-have for traveling. Start with half a packet if you're just starting and then you can work your way up if you need to. But then I also like to have them hot. So I use the chocolate salt 
electrolytes pretty much every single morning in my coffee. It's a great way to kind of sweeten it up without adding in a lot of extra junk. It gives it this like kind of mocha flavor. I also like to have the chocolate salt hot like in the evening or later in the afternoon if I want something warm. But I also, I feel like not everybody does this, but I love the orange salt warm. I like it cold too, but I, I don't know. I don't know why I love it so much. It's like, I used to always love orange tea, but most orange teas also have crap in them. Anyway, orange salt, warm, pro tip. Once you try Element Electrolytes, you will not go back. It will change your life. I get everybody hooked on these and truly is a game changer. So if you go to drinkelement.com slash CTC, you will get a free sample pack with your purchase. So that's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T.com slash CTC. And with any order, whether you are a new customer or a return customer, you will get a free sample pack with your purchase, which means you can try all of the flavors. You can get extra with your order. Each sample pack has one packet of every flavor. There are eight total. And there's really no downside because Element offers no questions asked refunds on all orders. You don't even have to send it back. So if you try it out, get your free sample pack. And if you don't like it for whatever reason, you don't even have to send it back and they will give you a refund. Don't miss out on this offer. This is a game changer. Drinkelement.com slash CTC. There are some products. Um, there's a product. There's what homebiotic. I believe that is what it is. Um, yeah. So that I I kept I and I still to this day keep in my house to just clean. That is a helpful thing um, when you have mold, uh to clean out. And what is the other one? Is it this? I didn't think I was going to, yeah, micro, micro balance health products. Um, so they have a mold solution thing that you put in your laundry. I still to this day use it. It's great. Like once you, once you, you know, release the mold, it's good to just like stay on top of it, you know, uh, cause it can show up anywhere, but they have, well, I think I've used pretty much all of their products, but their concentrate thing is great. Uh, micro balance health products, great for laundry, um, I have also used their, some of their supplements, um, their citra drops. I used to put in my water, their air purification candle. I used to just have all over my house. Um, yeah, I think those are some of the main, they have the mold solution spray so you can like spray your house, things like that. Um, so I really, really like that company as well in case you're looking for things, but yeah, anyway, so I got rid of pretty much everything that was intense. Um, I was on a detox protocol. So big part of that detox protocol that I still, and you know, again, a lot of us overlapped with my, um, Lyme, but the big things, if I can point out, like when I got this Lyme mold diagnosis, you have to realize like how much is kicking up for me. Like I had been on this journey for many, many, many years of trying to get to the root of my health issues. I had been on so many fucking protocols. I was so over this shit. I was just like, I'm done. Like I'm tired. I, I didn't want to take one more supplement. I was over it. Like I like thought that I was just going to vomit if I had to take one more supplement, you know, you get supplement fatigue. Like you literally, your throat rejects it after so many years and just doing different restrictive diets and different protocols. And I was tired. I was exhausted, you know? So, um, I started off with, 
with things. I mean, basically binders was like, you know, the, the big thing, sweating. Um, so I did the infrared sauna. I got a little sauna for my house and I would do that. Um, I started focusing on my lymphatic system, you know, so uh, lymphatic drainage massages. I got a vibration plate. The one I like, I have linked on my shop page. Um, I, we still to this day use it. You know, it's a lot of stuff that, you know, to this day we use just for health and wellness and, and, and supporting the lymphatic system, you know, because a lot of people with mold illness have stagnant lymph systems. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why toxins can, can build up. It can also go the other way too. Um, but you know, focusing on, on lymphatic system is, is just so, so key. Um, you know, people are susceptible to mold us, you know, are typically the people who like, we swell up at things, you know, so our lymphatic system needs more support. So I started doing more lymphatic system, um, treatments, massages, the vibration plate was something I did every day. I would do sauna a few times a week. Um, colonics, the time I was doing colonic, like once a week, I went in once a week. Uh, and then I started getting into coffee enemas, which to this day, coffee enemas are one of my favorite health practices in the whole world for like so many reasons. Um, detoxification. Yes. But honestly, for me now, it's really just channel opening. Um, so fell in love with colonics and coffee enemas, um, for sure. But yeah, you know, timing your binders after you're sweating. So I was focusing a lot more, more on sweating, uh, timing your binders with your enemas, with, with sauna, things like that. So I was doing a lot of detox and then I also started doing ozone therapy. Um, so I, I went in once a week for a bit, which is very expensive. Um, so I know not everybody is able to do that, but that is what I did at the beginning. Um, and I did that, I want to say like eight to 12 weeks, I would go in once a week and you know, they oxygenate your, all of your blood. Uh, it's very intense. You know, it's your whole day. Um, someone's got to drive you home and you chill. Uh, but yeah, that, clears out everything from your bloodstream. I did ozone. Now, shortly after this, um, it's kind of like the main health things I was doing. Um, I did at that time go on a carnivore diet because I just felt like I was reacting to every food. And one of my doctors at the time, um, one of my doctors at the time recommended it. And at that point I was like, sure. She was like, either go on a low histamine autoimmune autoimmune protocol like combine both those diet and I was like that is so that's like too much thinking you know it's so hard and I was like I'd rather just go carnivore at this point so I did go carnivore and I do feel like that helped me a lot at the beginning and then not so much at the end but anyway serves it served a purpose so did that um and then I I mean really the two supplements I took honestly were, well, I took binders, you know, you got to pull those toxins. Um, I think like looking back, I would have done more kidney liver support, which I ended up doing like later on. I was just doing a lot more to support my like detoxification and my lymphatic system. When I started taking, um, you know, kidney liver support, I really love the products from Cellcore. Um, I've used almost all of their kits and, and they, I actually, you know, they have kids specifically for this. So you do need a practitioner code. Um, drop in the comments if you're a practitioner. I don't have a practitioner code, um, but I I can, I have practitioner friends, you know? So anyway, um, <laughs> but Cellcore products are amazing. They have my favorite binders um, and just, I've, I've done a lot, they're kits. And 
Um, I really, really like those. Uh, so I recommend those a lot, but really the, the big thing was HCC. You know, that's when I met my friend Mimi at that time. And she just showed me the studies on HCC for, for Lyme. But I, you know, I, I, the time was just like, I don't want to take any pills. And I was like, okay, boosting my immune system. This makes sense. And so it was really just binders and HCC at the time. I was high dosing HCC and that was really always taking. And I really do feel like that helped a ton, a ton, a ton. I mean, it was, it's a healer, you know? And so I, everybody with autoimmune, with Lyme, with mold, um, anything like where your, your immune system is compromised. I highly recommend AHCC. Um, I also do have a discount code for that. I think it's Christina or Christina 10 <laughs> and probably Christina, probably Christina. Yeah, but really what I started to do at this time that was like the focus, you know, I, I was starting, oh, this is the thing. I kept up with my colonics because I loved them, but sauna, I was like, eh, over time, vibration plate. It just started to feel like so many to-dos. The ozone, I started to, it just felt like, I mean, my whole life really was healing and I got tired and I was just like, fuck it. Like I'm, I'm over this. And so I did that for a little bit and then I kind of stopped everything. What I kept was I kept binders. I kept colonics because I love them. I kept HCC and I just was focusing on energy healing. I was focusing on energy healing and I was focusing on brain rewiring. And I, I was really at this time, this is when I was really starting to get majorly interested in like frequency healing. Um, I had, I was playing with some frequency devices for, I was like interested in that. I started seeing like different medical intuitives because I was really fascinated with that side of things. And I was learning a lot more about how, you know, the, the brain connection to illness and how our brains can heal us. And so I started really going hard with the brain rewiring and with energy healing. And I was doing energy healing multiple times a week and like feeling immediate differences. Um, and I, that, I, that was a hundred percent the base of the base of my protocol, you know? So that is really what I stuck with. And, um, you know, getting out of the environment, those different tools, that is what has let me healed. And it's just been a process of, you know, over time, it, it, it's a process of things fully getting out of your body, you know? And, um, you know, over time I slowly lost inflammation, um, different food allergies, not allergies, sorry, intolerances, <laughs> food intolerances went away. Like I was feeling myself get better and better. And, and physiologically, what I really just started focusing on was my lymphatic system and realizing how important that is just with, for overall health and health issues. Um, and that's when I just got really into regular lymphatic drainage treatments, my coffee enemas, um, focusing on the lymph, you know, and realizing how much like my body was just storing onto and, and holding onto a lot of water. And the more I started doing that, you know, that, that was helpful. And slowly but surely, you know, all got out of my system. Um, I kept getting labs to just check up on things and I've been clear of it, you know, for a while, for years now. <laughs> um, so that's kind of a little bit about how I healed it. Um, there's a couple things here. Did you ever get to the point where you were less sensitive to mold? I, yeah, I mean, I am definitely less sensitive to mold now than I was at the time, but I um, am aware of it and it can give me symptoms. And there are times where it doesn't give me symptoms, uh, but usually it does, but they're subtle. And then there are sometimes where it's bad because it's probably a really moldy place 
and or I'm just not supposed to be there. But the thing is that I think like, you know, we use a lot of terms like, when you think about mold, you know, some people are more susceptible to it than other people. And, you know, why is it that in a house of four people, only one person gets symptoms, gets mold illness? Well, I think of it as like my body is just picking up on, because this is what's happening. My body is picking up on frequencies that other people can't see. And my body picks up on that in all realms. You know, I can pick up on spirits that people can't see. I can pick up on physical things that are happening in homes that people can't see. I can pick up on vibes, you know. So I, my body is in tune with, with seeing the unseen, right? And, And knowing what other people can't see that's there. So my body is working properly. Like my body is saying, hey, we're in a moldy building. This isn't healthy. Like you should not be here. And other people stay cooking in there. And the world only knows what happens down the line. You know, and some people maybe like their immune system is strong enough to keep fighting that. Other people, maybe that down the line turns into something that doesn't pop up until they're 40, 50, 60, 70, you know? And so I think of it as like my body, my my, my body is working well. Like my body is telling me what's there that other people aren't picking up on. I am more aware. Um, so yes, like that's where being sensitive is a gift. You know, it's, it's not like I'm sensitive, like, oh, it's a bad thing. I'm weak. No, it's, I'm sensitive. Like I can see shit y'all can't see. I can feel shit y'all can't feel. And I'm glad I can because it's there. <laughs> it's there, you know? So, um, and I feel like the more that people actually become in tune with themselves and with, with their bodies, more people are going to be, quote, more sensitive to it, right? So there's that, right? And then there's also the process of like ascension and shifting and in some ways like overriding that, you know, especially like, I mean, think about shifting the crystalline. Will it affect us? I'm not sure. But anyway, in some ways, yeah, I, I'm less sensitive to it. Um, I mean, especially, you know, when you're, when you're sick with mold, if you go into a moldy building, it can completely send you over the edge. Like I can go into a moldy building. I might not feel great. I might be like, I don't like this or it has a weird vibe. Um, it's not as intense as it used to be, but it's not going to like set me off. You know, it's not going to like set me off anymore at all, but I'm, I'm usually aware of it. Like I can feel if a building's moldy, I mean, fine, but I, I can feel it. Like, I know it's there. Um, let's see with neurological symptoms, advice on rest and healing in addition to treatment protocol? Great question. Glad you brought that up because I failed to include that. Um, You know, there were a lot of personal spiritual lessons I learned. I talked about one of the big ones being supported and asking for support. And also a lot of it was sitting with myself, sitting with my emotions. You know, a big thing that needed to come up for me were my emotions. I had a lot of deep emotional healing, a lot of pain I hadn't felt. Um, just a lot of trauma healing that needed to to be healed. And I was very connected to my chronic illnesses. I was very connected to my mold for sure. Um, but, you know, one of the big things that it triggers is like when you're you are going so fast and you're afraid to rest. And I kept having things happen with my health for many reasons, one of which was I was being taught to slow down, slow down, rest more, relax. And I was just go, 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 working nonstop traveling a lot um and you have to rest to heal you have to you have to sit with yourself you have to rest you have to sleep and it was triggering a lot of thoughts for me like I had things playing in my head like you're so lazy I had a lot of fears happening I had a lot of scarcity I I mean I was worried about paying my bills you know I'm 
I'm single in my apartment by myself. Like it's like I'm paying my bills or no one's paying my bills. Right. And I was, and I'm running my own business and I'm doing at this point, like most things myself. Um, and I was, I felt so overwhelmed. I was like, I am the whole business. I am the whole business. And I was like, I literally don't know how to rest. And I started to realize in my life, like that I had to change my lifestyle and my, my company so that I would be able to rest and I would be able to recover and take care of myself. And I realized that like, if I can't run this business when I need to rest and relax and heal, then like, I shouldn't be running it in an unsustainable way when I'm quote healthy, like it's going to make me sick. And it really was the thing that pushed me to change the way I did everything in my business. And that is what allowed me to like my income actually jumped a ton because I was forced to work smarter, not harder. And I started to really incorporate this is when I started like manifesting with my business. I started doing energy work with my business because I couldn't physically do it. And so I realized it was all about healing and it was all about rest and it was all about receiving. and It was all about energetics and that there was so much I could do to build and expand my business just laying in my bed so much more than what I thought, because I thought I used to have to do all this manual labor, like all this work to grow the business. And so it forced me to relearn business. And I'm really glad that happened because I, I had to learn how to build it without grinding. And that ended up being really the base of what I taught in OBS Biz School. Like, how do you build this uh, a company, six figures, seven figures plus without grinding with like minimal effort, uh, minimal time. Because I, I mean, I couldn't, one of the hardest things for me was looking at screens, um, which I guess this has come back around just like ascension wise. I know a lot of us feel that way, but you know, because of my brain fog, it was because my brain fog was so bad. Um, and my, it was hard for me to like see my vision was blurry, things like that screens were really, really difficult for me. And so I just couldn't be on screens very much. So I had to really, you know, be intentional, work smarter, not harder. And I remember, I remember like talking to people. I remember, um, I, I talked to somebody who was in the NTA, which is where I went to nutrition school and she had like found out, I don't remember what it was, but she had an illness where literally she couldn't look at the screen. And so I was just asking her like, how do you work without looking at a screen? You know, that just like blew my brain. Um, like what would you do? You know, cause I was so used to just being on screens all the time and working 24 seven. So I put that into perspective, um, advice on rest and healing. Like I don't really have any other advice other than just do it, like do it. It's a, it's a time to put yourself in a you bubble. This is the time that I texted everybody in my life. And I was like, hi, I'm healing. I'm going through a lot. I'm healing and I love you, but I won't be talking to you. I won't be talking to anybody much. This has nothing to do with you. It's just, I need to put myself in a cocoon of healing and it is a lot of energy for me to be in contact with people right now. So I will reach out to you if I need anything. But right now, like, just know I'm okay, but I'm in my healing process and you won't hear from me much. And that took so much off my plate. I just pretty much decided I wasn't going to talk to people. Um, I was just going to focus on myself. I peeled back on just as many things. I, I learned to say no. I learned to say no. And I learned to just focus on rest and recovery. And that was like the intention of that time. And what fueled me was, hey, the more, the harder I rest now, the sooner I can jump back into my regular life. So it taught me a lot about boundaries. Um, but yeah, I mean, you just, I mean, you've got to rest. You've got, your body's going through so much. And there were phases where I resisted that and I just got worse and it, it forces you to surrender to that, you know? So my advice is draw boundaries where you need to, let people in your life know what you're going through. And I, and I really do think like, cutting down on communication with people and um yeah 
like more time laying on the couch, more time laying in bed, take as many naps as you want, like just chilling. But realize that mental activity is not rest, you know? And that's the thing is we can feel like, oh, I'm not doing much because I'm like laying down. You're still doing a lot if you're mentally active. That's not rest. Rest is chilling. And so I think for a lot of people, it, t- it does teach them how to finally rest. Um, okay, let me look at these questions. I feel blocked spiritually due to neurosymptoms from my mycotox infection. Advice. Well, you know, I will say that our spiritual connection can comes through in different ways at different times. And there are times where it might feel quieter and times where it might feel louder. There are times where it feels quieter because it's just coming through in a different way. And for a lot of people, especially people who are like very in their head, if they're not like hearing it clear audiently or seeing it clairvoyantly, they feel like the connection is gone. The thing is that it's not gone. And I know I've gone through periods of life where that's not, that's not happening. That's not working. And so it's forced me to lean into my other gifts, my claircognizance, my clairsentience, starting to work with signs and synchronicities, like being in the physical and seeing that spirit is moving through everything and everyone, um, and, and always accessible to us. And so sometimes we think like, this has blocked my connection. It hasn't blocked your connection. It's teaching you to see it and feel it and experience it in a different way and often a, a much more grounded way. And usually illnesses like this are forcing us to get in our body and forcing us to feel things that we have been resisting. A lot of times those of us with these chronic illnesses, we are out of our bodies. We're associated. Maybe we don't want to be on this planet. Maybe we hate being in a physical body. Uh, Maybe we felt a lot of pain in our lives, whether that's physical or emotional. And we don't realize how much we disconnect. We don't realize how much we stay in our heads. So people who are really in their heads, thinking, overthinking, things will happen to force us into our bodies. And without my illness, I would not have learned how to be in my body. I thought I was in my body. I was not in my fucking body. Let me tell you that. Like, and it probably took me two years of working on connecting with my being in my body and like feeling my body, like not living from my head, but living from my lower chakras, like living deep in my body. It took me a long time to rewire that as I didn't realize how much I was so in my head. And I used to feel like if I wasn't seeing things clairvoyantly, you know, or clairaudiently, like, oh my God, spirit's gone. And it was, spirit wasn't gone. It was coming through in a different way. And I was like, I had to go into my physical body and I had to break through that layer of, that layer of ice, that layer of emotional numbness, that layer of pain. Like it was underneath all of that. And so I had to do a lot. I did a lot of trauma healing, a lot of shadow work, and it blasted over my gifts in a whole new way. But you know, what's interesting is I actually... I was doing the bulk of my psychic training. I was working with a mentor at that time over there in person every week. I go multiple times a week and I was primarily working on my psychic training. And it was for me actually a time where my gifts turn on in really, really big newer ways. Like, because it was like, I was forced to do nothing and it was very clearly, Hey, this is your spiritual awakening, you know? And so I was looking at that from, every angle. I was doing a lot of shadow work. I was working with coaches. I was doing a lot of trauma healing and I was working with my psychic mentor. And I think that in some ways it can be, um, actually a really powerful time to, to do that. And maybe for other people it's, it's not, and maybe it's not the time we're supposed to be focusing on developing more gifts. It's the time we're supposed to be focusing on healing and just being in the human experience and feeling things, you know? And sometimes like that 
the clairvoyance, clairaudience, whatever, it feels like it turns off. It's not off. It's just turning down because, because your higher self is trying to guide you to be focusing in another direction, which is often inner healing or looking at the dynamics in our lives because we can get distracted with the spiritual journey. We can get distracted with our downloads and living in the clouds and all that. And so it forces you to be like, what's happening here? I can't distract myself with this up here. I got to look at what's happening in the 3D. So I would think about that too and, and where it's pushing you to. Um, let me look at these next questions. I think I... I think I got to all of them, except this is the last one I wanted to cover. Um, what's your opinion on those susceptible to it? More going on than genetics. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, when I think of the energetics of molds, like there are a couple things going on and some of which I already talked about. Uh, people who are more their field, their body is more aware. And those, especially those of us who are clairsentient and like feel things with our bodies, like our bodies are picking up psychic information, expressing psychic information. Our fields are open, are open to that. And we're picking up on all different types of things in our environment. Like EMFs, are we going to be more sensitive to things like that? Because our bodies are reacting to what's going on around us, you know? And so I, I do feel like psychic abilities definitely overlap with susceptibility to molds. Um, but you know, there, there's something to, it's like the field being porous, you know, the field being porous, which there are positive and negatives to that. One is what I was just describing. Like that's a positive of, uh, being able to perceive things in, in the field around you, whether it's physical or emotional, energetic, whatever that other people aren't. Um, the other is though having poor boundaries, you know, and, and this can be an overlapping with like being an empath, being clairsentient, but the empath thing is a big thing. Um, you know, like there, when you're an empath, you can't let that be the reason why you can't do things. It's like, okay, you feel other stuff. And so what are we going to do about that? Where do we need better boundaries? How are we going to work with that? How are we going to learn to transmute that? And so I do feel like people who are empaths, like, like legit, legit empaths where they're here to transmute that energy, uh, they're here to transmute heavy, dark, low frequency energies, they can be more susceptible to it because they're picking up on that. Um, their field is more porous. Their field is, is more porous for sure. Um, and when I look at like an aura and like what, what creates holes in the aura or things that make the aura porous, there's also the factor. It can also be created when someone has really poor boundaries or when someone is in unhealthy situations, toxic situations where they're getting beaten down, where they are being, you know, spoken to negatively, like things like that can create like holes in, in the aura and, and create a porous field, you know? And so if we have had a lot of those cuts, those wounds, those digs in our lives, that can also make us more susceptible, you know? So trauma can be, can be connected to that for sure. Um, there's also the larger picture umbrella that many chronic illnesses fall under, which is if you are here for a spiritual awakening, like that can be a method of it. You know, your higher self is trying to get you to wake up to your truth, is trying to get you to cleanse, to release, to detox. Uh, your higher self is trying to get you to make changes. Also, mold can be a mechanism to force people to move. You know, so sometimes you, you are experiencing a mold because you need to move to a new city, to a new home, and like you're not listening. And there's like, that's the one thing that for many people would force them out of a house, you know? 
And so if your higher self is like, we got to get this person out of here and you're not listening or you're avoiding it, or you're like, oh, I can't afford it or whatever. And it's for some reason you got to get out. Molds can be one of the reasons that's forcing you out. It can also be the thing that, you know, uh, it brings to light a lot that's going on in your relationships. Um, what's happening with your romantic relationships, what's happening with your friendships. Like it's often coming at a point where you really need to look at, because you're meant to, because you're on this higher spiritual path. You need to look at these relationships in your life and like, who is actually supporting you? You know, for me, my mold, it taught, taught me so many things. Um, it taught me to be more in tune with my body, to really listen to my body and to stop seeing her as being broken. But she was picking up on things that I wasn't aware of. She was actually trying to protect me um, and to become a lot more aware of her, like as my temple, as I need to take care of her, I need to keep detoxing, you know, releasing. It was also a mechanism because mold forces you to detox, it opens up your channel, you know? So if the guys are trying to actually really open things up for you, they might force you to detox by mold. You know, there's also the moving thing that I just described, but it taught me, like I said, to ask for, for help, like to ask for help. And I really saw who in my life I could lean on and who I couldn't. I really saw who only wanted to be my friend when I was readily available for them and I could help them out with whatever they needed versus when I was like down and I was like, look, I can't hold space for anybody right now. Like this is all me. Like I, I'm, I'm struggling. I realized how many people left and how many people were just, it was a one-sided relationship. Um, and that, and that was a rude awakening. And I lost a lot of relationships during that time. I also realized how many people, when I said, Hey, like I'm stepping back from all communication because I need to heal. When I received people's responses to that, I learned a lot about them and a lot about our relationships, people who are very upset. Um, that told me a lot about like, they only want me to be available for them. And my real friends who really love me, people in my life who love me are going to say like, I'm so happy you're taking this time for yourself. Like I'm sending you all the best wishes, all the love, like I'm here if you need me and I'm going to respect that, you know? And so I had many people in my life who were so happy for me, who told me it was great what I was doing, um, who were super supportive. And I had people in my life who were not, and they didn't stay in my life, you know? So it really tests a lot of relationships. Um, it tested my ability to ask for, for support. It made me realize how much of my life I was just trying to do everything myself. Um, and it forced me to do a lot of deep, deep healing. It forced me to sit with myself. It, it forced me to face a lot of my, like, I won't say darkest, but deep fears and deep insecurities about myself. It really forced me to look at in a new way what, where I derived my self-worth from and my value from. Um, it taught me a lot about myself because, you know, I've really felt like my self-worth was from how much money I made and how hard I worked and that I could prove that I was so busy, you know? Uh, and suddenly I can't do much. I've just got to lay in bed and my brain's not working very well. And um, I can't overgive to people. I can't overdo. I can't be a workhorse. And who, who am I? What am I worthy of now? And so I had to like really look at that and face that shit. And it forced me into a space where I had, I mean, my job was healing. And so I was on multiple calls a week with different coaches, doing my, my deep shadow work, doing my deep healing work, doing my trauma healing, working with practitioners. Like it was, you know, un I was uncomfortably focused on myself, but that time really changed me and transformed me and, and guided to me to where I am today. And like, it had a huge impact on opening my, my gifts and, and my abilities, you know? So, um, there's a lot of things that are going on energetically, um, uh, with mold. There's also the piece of when we're just holding on to stuff that's not serving us anymore and we need a cleanse. And so I think susceptibility, it's also, you know, mirroring for us, like, where we are not taking care of ourselves for sure with the immune system, um, where we are 
cluttered where we have too many tasks going on in our lives, where in our homes we need to declutter, where we need to release relationships we're holding on to that are extra. And also like where we are, what it really is, is where I'm allowing low frequency energy to live in my field and like pray, like what's the term? Like pray off of me essentially. Like that is honestly the vibrational feeling. Like when I look at mold in someone's body psychically, it's like all of this, like it's sludge in their system that's attached to them. And it's like, how did this get attached, right? The field was too open. There weren't boundaries. Um, somebody is taking on everybody else's emotions and they're not releasing it. First of all, they're they're taking it on. It's just getting stuck. They haven't learned how to release that. They haven't learned to say, this isn't mine, so I'm not responsible for it. And they also haven't learned to transmit it, you know? So it's just getting stuck there. There's no movement. And that energy of like being stuck in your life can also be an energetic to it. Like, are you actually moving things? Are you releasing what's not yours? Are you holding on to everybody else's stuff? And are you taking everyone else's stuff and just, I'm just gonna take it you know? Um, and so that has a lot to do with like who and what we allow in our lives and how we allow people to treat us and talk to us. So, you know, a lot of times mold comes with a history of, like I said before, unhealthy relationships, people taking advantage of you, um, people energetically vomiting on you, uh, you know, you holding space for everybody else and people aren't holding space for you. Like there's an imbalance energetically there and you're holding everybody else's stuff for sure. You know, and, and just it, it's a, I'm holding on to toxins and my body can't handle this. Um, and so you think about all the toxins in your life and, and, you know, it was through that time when I was really healing from it and I'm looking at the energetic side, I was doing so much energy work and I just realized how many toxic people are in my life and toxic relationships aren't so obvious. It wasn't like people were being mean to me, to my face. It was just like a lot of takers, a lot of moochers, people who had low self-worth, people who were really in their ego and they were in my field and they wanted to collaborate and like things like that. People who were just, it was one-sided or it was a lot of energy vomiting. It was a lot of like, I needed to be what they wanted me to be on their time. They wanted me to work on their time. They wanted me to show up for them whenever they needed. It was just like a lot of energy tugging and I had to draw such extreme boundaries. Um, and I realized how much I was allowing. I had to take a lot of personal responsibility for how much I was allowing. And I really realized how much my entire life I just took other people's shit. Like I just took it and I dealt with it. And I like, it was like, I was just a sponge and I held on to it. And I didn't do anything with it. You know, I didn't know how. I didn't know how to release it. Um, I I was just storing so many emotions. I didn't know how to release my emotions. That was a huge part of healing from mold and Lyme. It was like I had to release all of these emotions, these low frequency emotions that I hadn't yet felt or transmitted. I had to feel. I had to scream. I had to cry. I mean, I had to. I worked so hard. I did so much trauma healing and shadow work, and I like was numb. I couldn't cry, and eventually maybe a year, maybe two. And I don't even remember. It was so long. I cracked and I, the dam broke open and I cried. I cried so hard and I cried for days and weeks. And it was just like years and years, a lifetime's worth of pain and sadness and hurts and all those emotions I had to release. And I just cried so hard. And I remember thinking, I can't believe all this was stored in my body. No wonder no wonder the mold could live here, you know? So those are some things that come up. Um, is there anything else? <sighs> you know, in many ways, like the last thing I'll say 
mold is it's a mask. It's a layer. It's like there's something to being your most authentic self. You know, it forces you to find your most authentic self and live as your most authentic self. And that's the last big energetic piece I'll touch on. I mean, there's many, but the last one that that guides are reminding me of right now is it's like a protective layer. Um, and it's when we don't feel safe, we don't feel protected. I mean, it's one of the reasons why one of the big sometimes is weight gain, you know, and it's like, I don't feel safe. I don't feel protected. And it goes back to what I was just saying before about like what makes that, what makes someone energetically susceptible to that in, in their system. Um, and where, where we don't have boundaries, we don't have protection. We don't feel safe in our lives. We don't feel like people are supporting us. We don't feel protected by the divine. And also where am I hiding? Where am I not being my truest self? Where am I putting up a shell where am I putting up a mask because I want everybody to like me where are my people pleasing uh where am I pretending to be one way because it's acceptable to these people and that's not really who I am you know so it has a lot to do with living as our most authentic selves as well and not wearing any masks and realizing like I'm safe to be me and I don't need this false layer of protection like I'm most divinely protected when I'm my most authentic self um allowing yourself to be seen and allowing yourself to shine, you know? So there is a lot around taking off those masks, taking off those illusions, any of those layers that aren't real. Um, that is a big piece as well. So hopefully that, you know, covered a lot of it. Um, my mold journey shaped me in many ways. Uh, and I'm grateful for it. It's, it's, you know, if you're struggling with mold, I'm sending you all love, all the good vibes. It is, you know, it's a process to release. And the fact that it is a process is very triggering for so many ways. Um, And I wish that I had just accepted that earlier and like said, okay, you know what? This is forcing me to do all this healing work for a reason. And so I'm just going to dive headfirst into this Um, because I think I just was so angry (laughs) about it that I've resisted it for a long time and I just wanted it to go away I just wanted to go away and as they say what we resist persists uh and I think you know at the time I wish I just kind of accepted it and dove into it what I will say as somebody on the other side is you 100% can heal from it um all of this bullshit like you're always going to be a moldy like don't believe that because then you will create that. Um, but I have come, I've healed from it. I have so many people in my life who have healed from it. Um, and it's the, it's a process of shedding so many layers and really a process of becoming like becoming your most authentic self and really figuring yourself out. And it really is a beautiful process. It's about caring for yourself. Like you will learn self-care and self-love at such a different level. Like I'm going to get emotional. Um, (laughs) Like it forced me to such deep levels of self-care and really understanding what it meant to love myself that without that, I just wouldn't have, I, I wouldn't have understood. Um, and so if you're going through it, like you need to do what you need to do for your healing process. Um, and nothing else matters. You got to prioritize yourself. That's all I would say. And, um, Thankfully, I had people in my life at the time who told me that reminded me of that. And it helped me a lot to learn about other people who had overcome it and to see examples of that. And there are so many now, thankfully, and so many people who are sharing their stories with this. Um, 
there are all kinds of aspects to this. There are a lot of opportunities through this. And, you know, I really do feel like my mold journey, my Lyme journey connected with me some of the most important people in my life. So you never know who you're going to meet through this, uh, who, what you're going to uncover through this. Um, and there's so many things that I developed, <laughs> I learned to do, ways I learned to be, things things I learned to do, habits I formed during that time that I, I have with me to this day, not because of mold, but because like I like them <laughs> because, because it makes me feel good because now I have boundaries and, um, I, I learned how to manifest things instead of working a lot harder. And I, uh, like these health practices. I realize things that give me energy, things that boost my brain, like that are just about health and longevity. So there, there's a lot of gold in this journey too, but know that you absolutely can heal from it. Um, trust the process, trust the process, you know? Um, and really I would say, let yourself be supported and, and you get to develop a skill of asking for, for what you really need, you know? So that's my mold journey. <laughs> uh, if you have more questions, I can always do more episodes on this, but I feel like that was, that was pretty comprehensive. I hope, um, you can leave a comment below and let me know how this lands. If this resonates, if you have more questions, go to christinathechannel.com slash pod P O D. Uh, if you have more things to submit or if you just have in general a topic or question you want me to talk about, you want me to channel about, um, that's the place to put all of your questions. Christina, the channel.com slash pod P O D. I appreciate you putting them all there. So they're all neat and tidy for me. Um, and that's what we use for, for episodes. So always appreciate your suggestions and I appreciate all of you who sent in questions for this. My quad rights generator sacral self appreciates things to respond to so appreciate you all um yeah that's gonna be it for today so thanks again so much for listening i hope you have an incredible rest of your day and i'll chat with you again next